Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Obviously, the big story here in Ontario is, uh, well, two-pronged, obviously, that uh, striking uh, faculty at uh, community colleges rejected a, a contract offer by an overwhelming majority. That was announced yesterday. And not too long after that, the provincial government announced back-to-work legislation that they hoped was going to go through bang, 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 first, second, third reading, and uh, be enacted and have the students back into the classroom by Monday. However, that was blocked by the NDP, who said that, no, they're protecting workers' rights and there's legislation, yada, 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 yada. So it hasn't happened. So what's going on from the political standpoint today is the Ontario legislature is sitting on Friday. They don't usually do that at Queen's Park, but they're doing it today, and uh, the government is going to reintroduce the back-to-work legislation. Uh, the Progressive Conservative Party and Patrick Brown say, yes, they're going to support this. The NDP clearly aren't. Uh, some are suggesting this is really just a, a political battle now. And as we've been articulating for the last couple of weeks, my sympathies are right now with the students. As far as the colleges are concerned, as far as... The teachers are concerned, a pox on both your houses. Because there's just an intransigence that's going on here, and the students are the ones that are getting stuck in the middle on this, which I guess is why the government decided to move. Now, we're going to talk about that with you a little in just a couple of minutes. I want to open the lines up and give you an opportunity to weigh in on the back-to-work legislation, whether you think the government's done the right thing here, and whether or not this is going to be effective. But in the meantime, I want to find out what's going to happen because of this. I mean, however you feel about the back-to-work legislation, and I know I'm going to get an earful from you on that in just a few minutes, I want to find out how this is going to impact the students because that should be our number one priority at this stage. Ron McCurley, the president of Mohawk College, joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show to try to lay the groundwork for what could happen on this. Ron, thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Thanks very much, Bill. I appreciate being on the show. Listen, I don't want to get into the negotiations or the lack thereof as they're going on right now. I, I, I think the concern that we should be having right now is what's going to happen going forward. I mean, what's going to happen at Queen's Park is going to happen, whether it happens this afternoon or a couple of days from now. This is obviously going to pass, which means that the students are going to go back in the classroom. The faculty is going to have to go back. Talk to us about how the colleges prepare and what's going to happen for the students. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so we have contingency plans now, uh, which uh, would see the faculty, uh, assuming that the legislation passes through the weekend, back in class on Monday. That means the students would be uh, back in Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, all of which would be communicated probably uh, Sunday, uh, Monday at the latest. So um, we have extended classes to uh, December 22nd. Uh, we have shortened the Christmas break, unfortunately, starting again in January the 2nd, uh, and we will continue classes to get everything in and uh, well into January, which means we also delay the start of the second semester. All right, let me, let me to... put that in context, Ron. You, now, first of all, you're going to go till the 22nd. When was the school, the semester supposed to end? Uh, so a week before that would be uh, would be normal. So, so, the, so there's an extra week before Christmas. When were you going to resume classes in 2018? Uh, probably a week later than we are. All right, so you've shaved two weeks off, well, off the time off, as we were, uh, to try to accommodate classrooms. Okay, move on from there. I just wanted to get some context as to what was going to happen and now what is going to happen. But, Bill, when we started back up in January, it would have been for the second semester. When we start back up in January now, we'll still be in the fall semester. We'll still be finishing that off. So we'll add a couple weeks of classes uh, into January to allow us to get the rest of the teaching in and, and then schedule exams and so on. 
So that's going to go through January, and uh, do I assume that takes the whole month of January? No, not quite. I think we can get done by halfway through January. All right. Is there going to be a break, more time off for the students between the first semester and the beginning of second semester? Uh, it'll be very small, uh, a very small amount, but there will still be a winter reading week. We think that's necessary, so that'll still happen, and there'll be a, a break in the second semester. What about the concern that I've heard from students and, and student associations about uh, about lost time and about trying to cram this stuff in here? And it's it's one thing to articulate, uh, Ron, to say, okay, we can accommodate the curriculum within this time frame with some alterations. You've already outlined what those are going to be. But the other concern here is what kind of pressure is this going to put on students? I mean, there's a learning curve. Uh, there's there's time that assignments need to be done. There's, a, in some cases, a special consultation that has to go on between students and teachers. Uh, does that fly out the window right now because there just isn't time, as one student told me? Uh, we do have extra supports that we'll have available for students, uh, everything from uh, peer tutoring to uh, extra counseling and support uh, to, to uh, try to assist them. It is more challenging. I mean, anytime you start and stop something and then restart it, absolutely, that is not the best, uh, best outcome, and we, we, we totally get that. But there are students that need to, uh, to graduate. There, there are many hundreds of them that were going to graduate at the end of December. So we need to continue now to allow that to happen. They won't graduate by the end of December, but as quickly into January as possible so that they can then uh, go out into the work world and start their jobs. There are people that are queued up um, as well to finish at the end of uh, April. Uh, it would have been mid-April, and that'll be the end of April, likely. So that will allow them to do that. So, you know, the other option was to uh, to end this term now, essentially, wait till January and restart it all. The problem with that is it, it just puts everybody even further behind and makes it more challenging. So, uh, so we've decided instead to try to add more supports in to help students to to uh, help them uh, make it through. Are other colleges going to follow a similar schedule? Yes. So everybody's going to be on the same playing field. I mean, in other words, uh, for those who may be graduating and obviously lo looking for employment in, in the job force and whatever the capacity and whatever the, their endeavor is, Ron, uh, it's not as if, well, such and such a college uh, is is going to accelerate that. Those kids are going to graduate. You know, because there's a very competitive aspect to this, as we all know, but it looks like everybody's going to be on the same page. All 24 colleges we expect will follow almost e exactly the same schedule. Okay. What about those uh, f possible employers? I mean, one of the things about community colleges that has worked so well in the last number of years is the collaboration between business industry and the colleges themselves. We, we've talked about co-op courses, Ron. You know, we've talked about that at great length, of course, on this show. Uh, and some of these people are job ready. Some of them are already working right now. As this has gone on into the fifth week right now, uh, what are we hearing from those partners, from those people in business and in industry that uh, that are opening positions right now? Are they holding those positions for these students? Yes, most of them are. We've been uh, in touch with all of our partners, including our academic partners like McMaster, who have been wonderful to work with, and our industry partners as well. They've been terrific. Uh, they, they understand the situation, and they still have the need, Bill. That's a great thing. They're still looking for uh, these co-op opportunities because they are looking to hire our graduates. So our goal is to get, uh, and, and, and they are cooperating fully to get as many of those uh, positions filled, even though they're going to be delayed in some cases. What's the atmosphere going to be like? I mean, when they return to work, obviously there are some people, I guess, in, on staff that are not happy with the outcome right now. 
Uh, we've heard from the union leadership at the provincial level anyway, Smokey Thomas, that said they will honor the back-to-work legislation. Uh, can you move on from this, or is there going to be some, some transition that has to happen here? Well, well, there's no doubt there's frustration on, on both sides that we couldn't get a, a negotiated settlement. But, you know, we have amazing faculty. I have huge respect for them. And, and in talking to them on the line and in talking to them through emails as a strike has gone on, uh, they have huge concern for our students. And they, they really do want most of them to get back into classes to work with our students and to be able to get them through and get them uh, to their credentials. So, you know, it, they are professionals, and um, I just have great hope and belief that we will be able to work together and that, that it, uh, we'll be able to get back uh, focused on the students again. I don't, I don't want to talk about the money because that, that's part of the negotiation. But there was one aspect when we talked with the union about this, and, and I think we've had this conversation at the beginning of this uh, work stoppage, Ron, some weeks ago, you and I. Uh, and that's this idea of academic freedom, and that's apparently still a, such a sore point right now, and a major in in many people's minds, the major issue that had not been resolved uh, during these negotiations right now. Uh, is there flexibility there? Is there some wiggle room to try to find something that's going to please both sides here? Because clearly, the the faculty I don't feel as if they're getting enough input into this, and uh, obviously, the college doesn't want to totally relinquish this right now. Where's the middle ground here? I think we need to we need to take that out of uh, bargaining bill, and I, I think we do need to have that discussion. And I certainly have got a better appreciation of uh, what faculty is looking for through this process. Um, uh, it, it, it's still not as far as I think we can go. We we are a college; we're not a university. There's no tenure track here. Uh, they're they're not required to be PhDs. They're not required to publish. Um, there are so many things that are different from universities, and they're asking for a level of freedom that even universities don't have. And we, we don't do that here. We, we have a very cooperative, inclusive model that, that allows employers to speak into um, uh, program content and how it works, and the government, and graduates, and students. Uh, obviously, faculty have the most important voice, but it's not the only voice. And I, I think we need to take that discussion. I need to figure out how do I get closer to what they're looking for, because clearly uh, the vote told us they're not happy with uh, what we put on the table. And and obviously, these are our uh, the faculty are. We need to work together. We need to find a way uh, to work forward uh, together and to sort out these kind of issues. Can you do that on a province-wide basis? Because uh, some are suggesting that that perhaps one of the reasons why this reached such a stalemate uh, was that, the, that this is really a, a situation where there's province-wide bargaining going on right now. But in many instances, individual colleges have individual circumstances right now, and it's very difficult to find a one-size-fits-all. You know, I think that is that does make it challenging. Uh, the needs of the colleges are very different. Um, uh, th their ability to uh, to change the the speed at which they can change and adapt is very different. Um, their financial situation very different. Uh, so on and so on. So, you know, I do think that uh, you know you end up negotiating to the lowest common denominator because there are so many differences in the system. And it, but but is that fair? I mean, for instance, they talked about ratio of full time to part time, and I, I again I don't want to get into negotiating here, but I do know this much uh, that 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 ratio varies from college to college. It does, and we're actually above what they would have negotiated had they they been successful or we've been successful to getting to that point. I, I think 
the more important question is, what kind of system does the government, who essentially is funding the college sector, what do they want? And if they want uh, less precarious, more full-time jobs, that's actually easier for us to manage. That's great. But, but then we have to have the money to support that. And one of the things that I agree with fully with the faculty is we are 10 out of 10 in terms of uh, per capita funding coming from the provincial government. Is that, you know, is that the kind of model we want going forward? Um, we, have a, we, are, uh, we are mandated by legislation that we have to balance the books every year. And th that means we have to make tough decisions in terms of programs, in terms of uh, full-time, part-time mix of faculty, all sorts of issues that drive costs. So we're happy to move towards more full-time as long as, uh, you know, our parent, the provincial government, is willing to fund that. The uh, government legislation, as I understand it, I haven't seen it. I'm just reading some of the highlights that uh, were proposed, and they haven't even tabled it yet, so that might even change. But they're talking about setting up a, uh, a, a, a committee that's going to look into this rather contentious issue right now, uh, which I assume is going to be made up of members on both sides right now. Is, is, is that a way to, to a, a feasible end here? Absolutely. That is a great outcome, and uh, I'm so thankful that uh, I don't know how it came about, whether the provincial government offered it to take that off the table, perhaps. But that is a great outcome of this uh, this set of negotiations, because that, that really is where the discussion needs to happen. And there's a commitment in there that they'll move quickly, uh, that they will take a funding recommendation to cabinet. Um, we have been uh, starved for funding for uh, for more than a decade. And and so this would be great if we can get uh, some positive traction in terms of moving forward uh, with the provincial government. Well, we'll see how things are going to go at Queen's Park today. But, I mean, obviously, whether it's going to be a, a delay by another day or two is, is, is really the only factor that's at play here right now. We know that at some point next week, I guess, uh, students are going to be, and teachers and faculty are going to be back in the classroom. Is that a fair assumption, Ron? Absolutely. The premier is pretty angry at us, so she's going to get this done. So, uh uh, yes, uh, and, and the good news is we're going to have students back next week for sure. Um, so I'm very, uh, very pleased about that. Uh, I'm sure uh, whether it gets done uh, today or, or Saturday or Sunday, uh, the back-to-work legislation will get passed. I have no doubt about that. Uh, the Conservatives are supporting the Liberals in that, and uh, that means we can get faculty back in on Monday and hopefully students uh, Tuesday uh, and or Wednesday. Ron McCurley, President of Mohawk College. Ron, thanks for this. My pleasure. Thank you, Bill. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.